podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, episode 77. Once again, we're coming at you gorilla style, as in the guys that like live in the mud and like attack you with shanks during warfare, not like the big sexy animals that look a lot like me. Um, I'm coming gorilla style because once again I'm homeless, but last week, um, if you listen to the weird podcast you would know I recorded in my parents' house and they just would not stop tap, top, tap, tap, tapping in the kitchen above the room I was recording. So now I am effectively recording in my uh, temporary accommodation, my single at my um, hostel I guess, no... Uh, it is, it's like a wee apartment that we're renting and hopefully we'll be back at home and at my grand table within the next few weeks. But for now, here we are recording in a bedroom with a stack of drawers set up on top of a windowsill. Weird, with my microphone on top of it. Only bright side is I'm looking out into the countryside and it's nice because, I mean, who doesn't like the countryside? Apart from, like, probably Boris Johnson. You know, he's not keen on anything. But, yeah, we're here. It's Weird Podcast 77. And uh, I've had a quiet week. You know, um, I want to put my call out for listeners' questions this week. I did hint. I was like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> you know, I've had a quiet week. You know, you can't always, you know, have the most wild, fun, interesting week. Some weeks you just... Are some weeks you just be, and that was one of these weeks for me. Um, probably the main like point or noteworthy um bit is that I've got sick. I've got this sort of chest slash. Obviously, you guys know I've got a I've got a chest. Like I've got beef in there. I'm, I've got a pumped chest, a muscular pectoral region. But on this occasion, it's internal. It's my lungs. It's my my breathing mechanisms are fucked up by a guitar. Not like the the sweet like Arab state, but like C A T H R R Q X Y Z M L K, whatever way guitar is spelt. I don't know. I did single word science. But that was what we're struggling with. Am I gonna blame my daughter for getting diseases in nursery? Um I'm passing them to me. Um Maybe, but I mean, it's easy to do that. But me being the sound dad that I am, have decided I'm going to blame the fact that I'm back on a diet again for that. And this week, I've been eating good, I've been eating fresh, I've been eating clean. And at the weekend, obviously, I lax it up a bit. You know, I'm busy, a lot of gigs this week, lots of stand up, lots of things to be, ha- be happening, to be doing. Not a load of exciting stuff to talk to you about, but you know, busy. So at the weekend, I'm just like, Letting loose, having a bit of fun, you know, letting myself go a bit. But I think maybe it's because the diet that I have got sick, you know. I was just getting so used to effectively eating a bag of sugar from breakfast that my body's just gone, no, I don't want water with lemon in it. I just want sugar and fat. And normally I'd go, darling, you could have it. Belly will get what belly wants, but I haven't. I've been been pretty good, and it's made me sick. And obviously, being 
an adult rather than just trying to deal with it. I've wallowed in it and um, I went to see a witch to try and get me better. I say witch. I went to a, a pharmacist, this guy, this dude, not like a regular chemist dude. I went to this pharmacist who I was recommended by my mother-in-law. She's like, I know this guy who... She's like, I know this guy who makes potions. And I was like, well, if, you know, kind of like from one witch to another, if you will, she knew of this guy that makes these potions. Um, obviously, I don't want to offend anybody if they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you called a man a witch. Hashtag she, hashtag her. Um, that's me. And uh, how Sure, you get your genderings wrong. Um, whatever wizard, sorcerer, mentalist, mind freak, whatever he is, he makes his own cough medicine. Um, it's actually got from Helen's Bay Pharmacy. <clears throat> I just took a big dose of it before I started recording there. And, you know, I'm probably going to be high as a motherfucker. Possibly. But um, I've got this uh, potion. Because, I mean, it's, it's, let's be fair, it's a, if a dude makes it, bespoke in a cauldron it's not legit you know but people sometimes just like know guys for a while and be like yeah he's a chemist it's sweet what he makes up oh does it actually have any sort of industry strength clearance nah it's don't worry about that he uses a fucking colander he'd be grand Um, but I've got this with me here and all it says on the back is what it contains and it contains Dextromorphothan, ethanol, anise oil. I don't know, that's not just a posh North Dorian way to say anus, by the way. Um, methanol, peppermint, camphor, honey, glycerol, licorice liquid, the claws of a griffin, the tail of a mythical snake rat, and the skin of a Jew. That's all what is in this cough mixture, but I've taken it and it has... It's cleared my airways a bit. It's got rid of some of that Qatar. Get out of there. You know, go back to the Middle East, my man. But we're here and, and we're still coping. But, oh no, oh no, oh no. Gross. I hate when people make noises on podcasts that are gross, like burping. That's one thing. See, if you burp in your podcast, you know what you should do? Not do a podcast anymore. Quit it. Quit it like that game Harry Potter plays. Quidditch. Go. But, um, yeah, back in the diet again. And to be fair, I have been enjoying it. I've been drinking, um, I have actually been drinking lemon water to try and detox a bit. I've heard that if you chop a lemon into your, your big bottle of water, it just helps your insides a bit. First day I did that, I basically created some sort of, you know, homemade inspiration from this, this witch, doctor, sorcerer, cough bottle potion guy and put lemon into my water and basically gave myself colonic irrigation off the bat because as soon as I started drinking my lemon water my boils just went goodbye and cleaned me right out and that was probably kind of nice to get me started get me going again back on the on the physique guy tip if you will but in terms of exercise I haven't managed to get back whoa just threw my phone into my computer there good move I haven't managed to get back training too much yet because again very busy Lots of like leaving Holly to places and normally I go to the gym first thing in the morning. I just can't do that. So I'm just trying to get a bit more active. I've been doing a bit more walking, some stretching, you know, dieting, get myself ready to get back into it whenever I can again. And I'm feeling good, you know. I did a wee touch of the old uh, National Trusting. 
today, you know. I went to Mount Stewart. Oh, lucky Stuart. I think I made that podcast joke probably about 10 times. But I uh, went there today and went for a nice walk. Now, if any of you don't know Mount Stuart, I don't know what it is. It's effectively this thing, like a house with loads of nice grounds near Strangford, I want to say. Ard's direction? Mm, probably somewhere there. But it was up there. Nice gardens, good walks and stuff to go to. And uh, this particular day was the first day back at their jazz Sundays. Like I think they do once a month in the summer they have a jazz Sunday which is where they basically get um, a jazz band to play some death metal, no they play jazz music obviously duh, no brainer, it's a jazz do, so they get people out there, you come and sit in their big lawns you know, this big sprawling country estate that you couldn't afford to be at, they let the peasants in for a day, obviously peasants being peasants, bring deck chairs, bring cooling boxes, bring Buckfast, bring Wicked, bring obviously a ghetto blaster themselves with only the song bits and pieces, single release on repeat, ding 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 you know, just getting warmed up for the 12th, but that's what they do there, it was nice, it was fun to do, went for a nice walk, feeling good, then, whoa, at a major celebrity spotting moment in much shirt. Now, you know, obviously, you listeners know the big guy here. You know, I'm used to being a celebrity. Whatever, I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. You know, I get asked, you know, like, I mean, I get asked for photos from people. I'm talking probably every, you know, bi-yearly. You know, I would get someone asked me for a photo, but on a bi-yearly basis. You know what I mean? And I'm fine with it. You know, if I'm out and about by myself, I'll stop. I'll get a photo. I'll chat with you. I'm, you know, I'm good with that. If I'm with my family, maybe I'm a bit like, no, nah, you know, get step away. I don't wanna. I don't want a, a Cunanan Versace type thing. You know, going on there. I don't want that. I don't need it. But you know, I'll I'll do it when I'm by myself. Now, this particular, we're talking a list. In Stewart, I wanted to speak to him. I wanted to get a photo with him. I wanted his autograph. But he was with his family, so I, I couldn't interrupt, you know. Now, proceeding that, I've met some pretty famous people in my time, you know. I have met some pretty well-known faces. Some of my heroes I've met. I've met my ultimate hero, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terry Henry. Oh, there's my wife playing with Jingle Bells. Weird. Um, I've met Terry Henry. I've met Ricky Gervais. I've met Jerry Seinfeld. Like I've met some big names, but I'm spoken to them. But I haven't had the balls to speak to BBCs. Your homemade perfect architect, Robert Jameson. Today, a month short. I couldn't do it. He was there. Just looking all chilled with his family. Like, um, for you who don't know uh, what your homemade perfect is, sort your lives out. It's literally the best show on BBC. And you guys know I love Line of Duty. And like, make you know your homemade perfect your number one priority to watch <coughs> on iPlayer. If you haven't seen it, what it is is a show. We're both. My my new, I can I guess I can call him a friend now. My friend Robert Jameson and other architect Laura Jane Clark basically vie for a commission to make 
some families like home or just a person whoever's in with their home they put two designs forward and then the person chooses the design and they get it made into real life right and the thing it makes your homemade perfect so special is that they've got this very bespoke new um, virtual reality technology that the designs that my boy Bobby and Lord Jane Clark do come into the, the I'd probably say the fourth I want to say the I'm going, the fifth dimension, so you can see everything. It's like as if you're in <coughs> the house before it's been made, and it's class. It's really great to see. It's a really cool show. Am I maybe just an old dad guy now that I'm saying this? Yes, but <clears throat> it's a great show, worth seeing. So saw Robert there. I couldn't, I couldn't approach him. You know, I couldn't just like. I know, I know what it's like when you're there, you're chilling. <clears throat> it's like Eminem says in some song. He's like, you know, when I'm chilling with my family, do not come and sp- do not come and speak to me. <clears throat> like Arnold Schwarzenegger did yank the mic from him there to do that. But, you know, he does that. He says it. And I was like, yeah, I respect that. So I will for sure message him on Instagram. Be like, yo, man, I saw you on Mount Stewart earlier. I would have loved the picture. Didn't want to disturb you with your family. Major fan. Your show, BBC class you know it's it's just a class show and major props and uh hopefully down the line i'll become really good friends with robert and he can design the extension to my house <clears throat> if i'm ever back in it you know ultimately i could just continue living this hedonistic nomadic lifestyle i say hedonistic it's the opposite but i mean i like to make it sound a bit more romantic a bit more sexy a bit more fresh than just literally you know living from a suitcase in accommodation way more cramped and unsuitable in your actual house you know but on that front we are making progress you know and that's all we want the kitchen dudes have been in the house this week they've nearly finished the kitchen so it's all nearly in it's a whole new layout obviously because i just okayed it you know again happy wife happy life so they say so i just said to my wife Catherine, do whatever you need to do pick you pick the kitchen you know i'm not going to be going around going oh i need this here i want this knob here i want this you know what i am gonna fuck as long as i've got a kettle what, what, again, you know, there's my wife just on cue, making all the noise in the kitchen, just, <clears throat> you know, but that's what I want, as long as I've got a hob and a kettle, I'm sweet, you know, obviously an oven too, because as as you, I've said before, I am the, the lead chef in the family, I'm not the sous chef, I'm the sommelier and head chef in my house, so <clears throat> as long as we have those, those tools, I'm happy, so had a wee bit of a not not an argument with her about it but um she was like i just want you to get excited about the kitchen and i was like yeah yeah can you really just get you know as a as a a man you know is the interior design of your own kitchen exciting or do you just want to get back into the house mainly so you can get your playstation plugged up and you know, sit in your reclining sofas and watch football you know it's probably what i'd rather be excited about but yeah um, i know the kitchen <clears throat> is on route it's happening and I'm feeling a bit more positive about it. You know, once that goes in, you get the new flooring put in, get the new flooring put in the entrance to the at the front door, get the new carpet laid in the living room, get the new rug on top of the carpet because I love extra bush, go upstairs into the bathroom, get it tiled, and then we're back home. <coughs> but realistically speaking, I could 
just go home once the kitchen's back in, you know. So I've got a working toilet and a working kitchen. That's basically all I need. So we're moving. We're getting there. Again, whether that's exciting podcast content that the people are, are calling out for, that they're crying for, that they're excited about, I don't know. But as Corn uh, lead singer Jonathan Davis said on his new album Black Labyrinth, Labyrinth the song What It Is, you know, what it is is what it is. You, know, you don't know how to live with what it is. So, you know, I'm coping, I'm getting there, and yeah, things are definitely... <clears throat> more positive and next week I've got a, a pretty busy week coming up as well you know I've, I've a few wee exciting things to be to be looking at you know I'm recording a wee radio pilot on Monday oh meow you know your your boy here and another boy who <coughs> may or may not be on another podcast with me are recording a pilot for a radio show so with any luck that gets picked up and you'll be able to listen to my dulcet tones on a Monday and on another day other than Thursday because that's when boy tones out but on another day on the radio so you know with any luck that will go well but you know I'm a podcast guy maybe I could be a radio guy too who knows um yeah that's exciting um, and I need to just get the get to there and get it recorded because at the minute I, I, I can't focus I can't think I can't do anything until I get to see Line of Duty on Sunday night like I need to see it because last week there was a major plot twist one of the major characters got I would imagine killed you know um, he got his throat cut I'd imagine that is going to result in death more often than not when you get your throat aggressively cut you die you know it's normally not just a wee case of an elastoplast a wee bit of wet cotton wool or toilet roll you know depending on what you've got and a wee you know a healed boo-boo like normally that's dead so I'm really on tender hooks to see what proceeds last week's episode or not follows proceeds to come what um, will follow that episode um, and you know what I don't like watching Line of Duty uh, week in week because it's actually ruining my life you know it's making me nervous during the week it's making me filled with trepidation you know because normally I wa- when I first watched Line of Duty I started it on Netflix and I binged and I binged I wolfed it down like I was Bruce Bogtrotter getting himself a big chocolate Asher's cake, just wolfing that into me, hands, everything, and I ate it all up, and I watched all the seasons of Line of Duty, probably in about a couple of weeks, but now I've had to watch every episode of Line of Duty on the Sunday it comes out, and it's killing me, you know? A lot of people, if you're looking spoilers, you know, maybe this is spoilers, maybe it isn't spoilers, if you want to tune out, do, but if you don't, don't, you know? Um, They're talking about trying to unveil this mastermind who is H the main like bad guy that's leading the whole series you know who's the main the main protagonist in the bad camp you know who is it going to be and it's being real pointed towards being Ted Hastings I'm hoping that that's a major throw I hope it's a swerve that you know more sort of normal thinking people go oh it's Ted fucking Ted of course it is Who's going to be a, a, a sly bastard as a Northern Irishman in that fuck's sake? Whereas I'm hoping 
it isn't him. And in my mind, I think it's going to be a lady. I think it's either going to be Kate Fleming is the main body, or I think it's going to be the other, the sexy older lady. I can't remember her name, but she's sexy and she's older and she's making a play for Ted. You know, she may or may not have, you know, got jiggy with Mr. Biggie. If you know what I mean. But I think it might be one of those two. I think it might be Kate because people want you to think her and Steve Arnott are the two good guys the whole way through. But Kate's been a little bit shady of late. She's got a promotion. She's got more access to intelligence. She can make orders. You know, she's got a history of going undercover. You know, she's able to keep up a front. So it could just be a case of, you know, one more front for her. And I'd be sad if she was, but, you know, hey, I'm not counting it out. You know? So, you know, we will see that. Um, and see, but I mean, I'm very close to the line of duty now, and I'm very, I'm very excited to see what will be, you know, what will be, and my mind literally wandered there, because I got too excited about it, you know, I got um, to the point of near just stopping the podcast, because I'm excited, you know, but that's what I'm hoping will happen with that, and oh, whoa, I think I might have just pulled my baby toe off there, completely at the root, um, probably dumb idea, but Sometimes, sometimes you just need to. Sometimes you just need to pull a full toenail off, you know, to appreciate the other toenails you have. Yeah, I have just full. Fuck's sake, pulled the whole fucking bastard thing out myself. Stupid bastard. Um. But oh no, and the blood, the blood is this is pumping out of my toenail. Ah. But what else can we talk about? Um. Yeah. Check out Boytown Podcast too. It's another podcast to do Shane Todd. We got a lot of feedback this week because I um, had a real revelation about Shane being the weirdest guy that's ever been. You know, a guy who has licked meat, raw meat. You know, he licks raw meat to test, like, or not raw meat, he's been cooking meat. And if he, to test if it's cooked, he takes it off the barbecue in this particular case or he takes it out of the oven or out of the frying pan, chops it in half and licks the middle of it. Like some sort of freak, weird, pervert guy. And that there's a lot of positive feedback from that podcast, but also a lot of negative feedback about how weird a guy is. Um, and speaking of weird guys and creepy people licking things they shouldn't be licking, um, I've seen another story this week about the impending changes to the world of pornography. Now, I know a lot of weird listeners are into freaky-deaky shit. Maybe that's in the world of porn. Maybe that's just, you know, into their their personal life. Who knows? But um, I saw an article on Vice, and the headline was, we asked two experts how risky face-sitting and fisting are. Um, now, if you aren't that kind of people that want to, to, to know this, you know, switch off. But if you're keen to just buckle in, buckle in. The government may not be in favour of a bunch of banned acts in porn, but what are they scared of? Vice dug deep to find out. It's been a tough couple of years for Britain's porn fans. The government's proposed digital economy bill looks set to tighten restrictions on the sort of porn that people will be able to watch, building on a template set out in 2014. And now there's new age verification measures look poised to basically establish a database for your personal information just begging to be hacked yeah basically what's happening is now they're trying to make rather than again <clears throat> i think porn was pretty 
you know, it was pretty easy to access it. You go onto a porn site and it goes, E over 18? And you just go, I. Whether you are or not, who knows? But you go, I, and then you go, just watch porn. Whereas now they're looking to prove your age, so you're probably going to have to upload, like, a passport photo or a driver's license to show that you want to watch porn. Then what they will have, the government, is your ID basically going, I, I want to see some ditties. Go ahead. And they'll know, you know, what you're looking at and what you're into, which is kind of pretty weird. Um, so, the BFFC um, are reportedly going to be in charge of classifying porn with parameters loosely based on Crown Prosecution Services obscene publications legislation. You've probably already seen that Face Sitting and Fisting are reportedly on a list of unacceptable acts under these new porn laws. They've also banned from classifying a host of other things, such as drinking urine, urinating on the body, vomiting on the body, and use of excrement. Which, to be fair, if you're looking up any of those things on porn searches, you're a weirdo. You know, like, what what am I into? Yeah, maybe just, I don't know, MILFs and baby oil. You know, maybe that's just my bag. I like things to be shiny. I like nipple rings. I like stringers, and I like oil. You know, like if you're looking, if you're looking to impress me, all I want to do is just see you with a stringer on, with the nipples pierced, and oil over you. Whether you're a man or a woman, if you've got those oily boobs, great. If you've got those oily pecs, show me too. You know, I'm keen to see it all. That's all I would ever search anyway. Um, but Vice have said, although someone having explosive diarrhea during sex is the last thing you'd be likely to crack one off to, it seems relatively harmless in the scheme of things. So what Vice did, without being experts, was got in touch with some guy to have a look, somebody who is an expert on assessment of safety of certain manoeuvres. And here's what they said, face sitting, you've got hazards of strangulation or suffocation, Blood-borne pathogens, tiny living things in the blood that cause diseases like hepatitis B and C, exposure to bodily fluids, there's a risk of cramp with a full body weight sitting in your face. You know, there could be catastrophic consequences. Imagine dying from someone sitting on your face. You know, it's devastating. Like, I've seen the wrestler, Rikishi Fatu, thrust his booty in the dude's and sometimes women's faces since I was 12 years old. So to me, it became normalized. I thought that was just the thing to do. You know, if anyone steps out of line, you want to get one up on them, what do you do? You just thrust your booty. You stick on a big Zumo wrestling thong and you thrust your booty in their face. You know, that's what you do. Now I'm being told that's dangerous. There's me all this time thinking Rikishi was just gross. When really, like, the finisher, the stink face that he does is actually potentially got the risk of strangulation or suffocation. You know, he could kill people. Like, it's not like a Hollywood leg drop that just does stun you for a prolonged period of time enough to get a three count. It literally does put you at risk of strangulation. You know, it's devastating. But what they're saying is that face sitting, although it's unlikely, it could be potentially catastrophic. Now, fisting, on the other hand, is something that, um, let's be fair, I'll put my cards on the table. You know, I don't think there's been face sitting ever done in my life. Like, I don't think I've been to somebody here actually sit on my face. You know, has there been maybe some contact? Maybe we're, you know, on our holidays in France and we're looking at a wee bit of swat on the faction? Maybe. 
you know, maybe in, in that case we do the, the stand-up tombstone pile driver, the stand-up Swazon Neuf, you know, sometimes. But never just being thrust into the face. Not my bag, but for sure not my bag. Something I've never tried even similar to is fisting, which is the act of shoving your fist up someone's asshole. Or so my dad tells me anyway. But um, the hazards of fisting are bloodborne pathogens once again being exposed to body fluids. Oh my god. Sharp objects such as nails or rings, watches and bracelets could cut you internally. You know, like if I was going to do any fisting, I would make sure that I had taken my Fitbit off. Do you know what I mean? Because if you go up there, Lord knows, the Fitbit might read the fist in action of steps and you won't want false reading in your Fitbit. You know what I mean? You, want to be, you don't want to be cheating yourself. You don't want to be out walking. You want to earn those steps correctly. You don't want to be earning your steps, you know, just plugging someone's ass with a big right hook. You know, you don't need that. Um, but fisting is a genuine risk. And again, the viruses are there, risk of internal tearing. Um, but again, it's not catastrophic, you know, um, because the doctor, Dr. French, coincidental for my Swazon Neuf analogy there, has said fingering or even putting a fist into the vagina is something that some women enjoy and is safe to do with practice, proper guidance and an understanding of an involved partner. But there is a definite risk of skin tears and breaks if done roughly without building up to it. Um, oh wow, I thought it was just going to be face sitting and fisting, but now there's urination in here as well. So you can obviously get the body fluids, infections from being urinated on. Um, and vomiting's just gross. Uh, but the use of excrement or poo is the most dangerous, they say, because obviously you can go blind. You know, apparently going blind is a more serious consequence than death, according to this article, but. Who am I to judge? Each to their own. You know, if you want to fist, just fist sensibly. If you want to, uh, you know, if you want to be pissed on, <coughs> do it in a room of wipe down sheets. You know, don't be doing it on your best linen. Linens, what I'm saying, you know. Just go for it. Have a nice time. Um, and, yeah. That's about all in terms of content for this week's podcast. Um, in terms of gigs, I've uh, a couple of gigs this week. I was back from my holidays and uh, hosting Pug Ugly's Comedy Club again, which had Mickey Bartlett on as the headliner. We had um, William Thompson on as support. Both were fucking great. I um, just want to do a quick shout out to my boy Curtis, who is a listener of the Weird Podcast. Came up and had a chat with me afterwards, said he enjoyed the podcast, enjoyed the show. Thank you very much, Curtis. I appreciate that. Um, but what I will say, it was, a, it was a weird night. You know, it was a strange night for me to be doing stand-up because there was a few things that needed fixed on the night, like sorted, running the club-wise. So my head wasn't really in the set. So I found myself just warbling a bit. I felt kind of like, you know, Leo DiCaprio on Shutter Island. Like, I think all the faculties are there and I'm making sense, when in reality, you know, I've just fully lost her on myself. But... It was. It ended up being a fun night. It ended up being a good, a good night. And this week of Pug Uglies, the second uh, of May, I am very proud and pleased to announce that I'll be headlining. I won't actually be hosting it this week. I'm going to be headlining. I'm going to be trying out some new material. Um, and I said I'd no, I no thought about doing a new our show. Someone got in touch with me this week and said, "Would I like to do something in July in the black box?" And I said, "You know what? Fuck it, I will." 
So there will be a new show for me um, in the black box. This one I'll do in July will be a work in progress because I think, I, you know, the amount of material I'm turning out at the minute, I'm like fucking Rumpelstiltskin. You know, I'm just turning out material. I'm just working away at my wee, my wee spinning wheel and I'm just just pumping out material. And I think I've enough to probably start the bones of a new hour show. So come July, I'll do a work in progress and then I'll possibly do a bigger show Um you know, later in the year, and maybe even do a wee tour this, for next year. You know, a lot, a lot of tours going on for the boys and stuff this year. I think maybe I'll just wait and do something next year, and hopefully, um, produce a good time for everyone. So, there you have it. Keep a wee eye out for my new solo show, work in progress, coming in July. And then, if you want to get down to Pug Uglies and see me work some shit out this Thursday on the second, get on down. It's going to be great. If you want to see um, myself and a couple other likely lads on Wednesday get the Lavery's Comedy Club I'm delighted to be back there again haven't been at Lavery's in a couple of months and I'm back there on Wednesday this week um, and Pugs on Thursday and then there are just a reminder as well if you haven't been to Pugs before great drinks offers lovely little sausages you get uh, at the start of the gig and you also think you get um, four Balls of Prava for a tenner maybe, which is very decent. You know, it's very decent. Um, but this week, I did a gig in Newry with Mickey Bartlett and Darren Matthews. And it was it was bizarre. Because, I mean, look, if there are any listeners in Newry here, I just want to say Newry is not viewed as one of the most hip-hop happening, popular places to do stand-up in the country. You know, have a lot of comedians been in Uri and had terrible times? Yes. Not just in Uri, per se, but doing gigs. You know, there's a lot of people come back and go, ah, I was in Uri last night. Mm. Enjoy my obituary, you know. Um, but I was quite, to be fair, I was a bit looking forward to it. You know, I was a bit, I enjoy doing stand-up, it is fun. But it was getting to the end of a busy week, you know, I hadn't seen my family much. I kind of like to just spend a bit of time with them. But I knew at a gig. I know Darren Matthews is a great uh, gig organizer and and uh, promoter, and I know he always sorts good gigs. So you know, a bit of me in the head knew something good. But then I found like last minute that the venue changed, and I was like, oh no, fuck! Why the venue change? And thought initially, do people not want to see me and Mickey? The two co-headliners, the two sexy bearded fuckboys, you know, turning up the South Down to tear the fucking, to sit in your face, you know, um, but I thought we just didn't draw and it was upsetting, but then it turned out what it was, was the bank, the venue it was supposed to be in, um, has been a little bit difficult to think with Darren over the last couple of shows. They were saying, oh, we want more pre-sales, whereas Darren's like, look, people turn up in your on the night, you still get big crowds, just do it. But they were a bit like, now nah, we want a bit more pre-sales, we want nearly the whole thing booked in pre-sales. So then he just said, look, can't do it anymore, if that's the way it's going to be. So we moved to uh, a restaurant, McCoy's, which was very, um, you know, very ad hoc, similar to the way this podcast is recorded at the minute. You know, they just kind of set it up. It became a bring-your-own uh, environment. And, you know, the thought is when you turn up there and you see chairs thrown together in the back of a restaurant, and you think, oh, fuck, this is going to be a disaster. But it had a real Edinburgh Fringe-style vibe to it. And I got there, and the whole thing was just fucking great, you know? The venue worked, the audience was great, it was really fun. You know, I got to the point where I said to Darren, hey man, fuck that bank. 
you know, do it there more often. Get them at Cooey's. It is a sp- the, the dope spot. Get there. There was a dog. You know, and it's not a derogatory term for someone that wasn't is not an attractive female. It was an actual four-legged woof woof, and he was a sexy young boy. But it was great. So if you're ever looking to to see any comedy in Uri, hopefully McCoy's Comedy Club will be something that'll kick off because it was a lovely room. It was nice and intimate. It got a good crowd and it sold out. So you know what? The bank you missed out on the two sexy bearded fuck boys coming and tearing your roof down. But hey, yours are clearly, you know, not having business insurance to replace your roof. You know, clearly that's what it was. You just didn't want to have to pay the insurance company. And hey, having been dealing with insurance companies for about the last four months being a homeless guy, I know it can be stressful. You know, but what I'm saying is you missed out on a cracking night and fuck you. Alright, fuck you. And on that note, I'll get on and answer a couple of y'all listeners questions. Why am I talking like that? Weird, I don't know. Um, and I'll get out of here and get myself prepped for line of duty. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Let's see, on to the Twitter. Such an old guy. Um, again, because I'm living in the, in the forest. Or the countryside, I should have just said. Not the forest. Um... It's slow to... uh, There we are. Get my questions up and running. Here we go. First question on Twitter, as per, is Glenn Lindsay. Hello, Dave. Would be very keen for Champions League of Weird to come back. The human thermostat has to be in the running for qualification. Yeah, Shane, I might throw him in there, you know. But who do you think will win this season's Champions League? Um, Well, being the, the master predictor that I am, I really fancy Juventus. But then... Sure didn't they go get beat by Ajax? So I'm going to throw my hat firmly in the Lionel Messi's pants. I'm going to say Barcelona will win it. But, you know, anyone that's in it could win it now, you know. I did fancy Man City too, but then Spurs beat them. If You know, I'm at the point where it's anyone but Spurs. If Spurs win the Champions League, I just did a fully and piercely there in a whistle. If Spurs win the Champions League, I, I joked I'd say I'd kill myself, I might. You know, because I don't think life would be worth living in a world where Tottenham have won the Champions League. I really don't. Um, Nathan Consiglia said, Hey Dave, hope you're having a lovely day, even though the weather's pure bollocks. Um, this week I'd like to share with you and the Weird Army two things. One, onions or shallots. And two, Satanism, sweet or not sweet. Cheers, little Papa N. <coughs> I'm going to say, you know, Nathan is a man with a skill he has hands more magical than David Copperfield you know whereas David Copperfield can make you believe that he has made an elephant disappear in the blink of an eye Nathan makes me believe the tuna mayo sandwiches are the nicest food on earth so with those skills I'm thinking he's asking me the case of should you know I think what he's saying what you're saying I'm reading it I could be wrong Nathan but what I'm reading is that you want to know whether the next time I'm in to your wonderful establishment, the Sunflower, whether you're going to use onion or shallots in, I'm going to say shallots, maybe I'm saying them wrong, is it shallots, is it shallots, who knows, I call them spring onions, but that's what I would use for that one, it was a great question, and Satanism, sweet or not sweet, you know, I don't really know too much about it, to be fair, Um, I, I would be, I would say like, if you practice it in a normal way, oh whoa, there's a legit uh, pheasant, this is the countryside, guys. Like, this is just, you know, I'm going to take a photo of this, of me doing my podcast, just with a pheasant in the background. Whoa. But I think that if you're, you know, recording 
Satanism when you say no of recording if you are into Satanism if you're practicing and it doesn't hurt anybody and you want to do all that weird shit fair enough you know if you believe in the devil want to worship him fair enough if you like to listen to Iron Maiden go ahead but um, you know if you literally are the type that believe that you know you need to kill someone and like poke out their brains with um, skewers you're a weird guy you know so I mean it all depends I have no problem particularly with it because I mean I think people do plenty weirder stuff than worship Satan but I mean I think it's definitely not my cup of tea but I mean each their own it's 2019 um, Phil McSee Phil from Belfast has said quiet week here too just watched the movie and documentary about Florida serial killer Eileen Vornos have you ever had a spurned lover exact revenge upon you murderous or otherwise <coughs> well to the best of my knowledge Phil I'm still alive so um I haven't been murdered by an ex, but I mean, you know, anyone I any exes I've had have been relatively um, all right. Now, to be fair, they have thrown, you know, I've bumped into some in public again, which is always awkward if you're there, you know, with with a current uh, spouse, and um, you know, they have shot me looks that could potentially freeze, um, it could freeze the Night King's heart, you know, but. Other than that, there's been no revenge sought on me. Um, I don't think I've done anything bad enough that would need uh, revenge raped, albeit it's in the eye of the beholder. So there could potentially be a, a long run, runs the fox type um, mug off coming my way, which I'm sure all the listeners to the Weird Podcast would absolutely hate, but who knows. Um, let's see, Questionis. Uh, what a terrible way to speak. Um, Luke Gorman, good morning. Happy to hear that things are getting sorted for Papa Physique to get back to living in the Physique Palace. After listening to Boytown this week, I was left both crying with laughter and in shock at Shane's bizarre barbecue techniques and him asking Ben if he does it as if it's common practice. But Dave, have you any weird habits or witness any other weird cooking habits? Um, do I have any weird habits? You know, I probably do have some habits that people would say are weird are they as weird as testing if food is cooked by cutting it off and licking it including food that I'm serving other people nah definitely not that weird Um, my wife would say a weird habit that I have is when I'm in the toilet doing a number two that whenever like just before I finish or wipe my bum I blow my nose you know that's she's like oh I always know when you're near finishing the toilet because they hear you blowing your nose and I was like what the fuck and then I realised I do do that. It's like a flipping strain. Like if I'm just about to finish, I'm like, well, a bit of toilet paper in my nose or in my hand. I mess. Yeah, but I shove toilet roll up my nose when I'm taking it up. Nah, I um just think, well, if a bit of toilet roll in my hand here. I may as well clear my nose before I wipe my scooter. You know, so maybe that's weird. But I'm sure there are things that I do that that are weird that I just think are normal. You know, but in terms of that, I don't think so. But weird cooking habits, nah. Um, my wife tried to cook a stir fry last week and it was the worst thing I've ever tasted so maybe you know she should have probably just not done that that's about the only thing I could advise her and uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to this um, here we are Nell McBride whoa has said hey Papa Physique guy many thanks for your Eurovision performance in Boytown la- this week haven't laughed that hard in a long time in fact I laughed so hard I developed a wee semi McElroy <laughs> Uh, we being the main word there, f- 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 
an old boy town reference. Um, I also owe you other thanks. Following a few knee operations in the last few years, I wanted to get back into training and was on the lookout for a PT. After seeing you mentioning him on Instagram last year, I started training with Matt, aka Physio Strong, a few months back, and it's been great, so cheers. But my question is, when were you in training with him? Which of the circuit type stuff did you hate doing the most and which did you adore? Merci. Um, that's great to hear that now. Um, I'm glad that you got um, on the mat. I, I strongly recommended him and I'm glad you're getting good workouts with him. He hasn't actually paid me any commission for that, so a bit sly. But um, no, I enjoyed most, like I liked the circuit training. I didn't like the carrying at the end of it like I didn't like to carry kettlebells I didn't like to carry sandbags I definitely didn't like doing sprints on bikes I definitely didn't like doing sprints on the rower and um, you know I could carry on all night with what I didn't like doing but they were the worst for me you know squats oh yeah squats with the dumbbell was pretty rough too didn't like that I didn't like <coughs> goblet squats either but on the whole, I really love training with Matt, and if it wasn't for the fact that he trains quite far out of the way from where I am now, I would probably still be training with him. But it's good to hear. I'm glad you're with him, Niall, and thanks for all your your real positive feedback there, my man. Um, let me see. John Joe Flood. Greetings, Big Papa. I trust you're keeping well, and first week back on the cut has got you feeling some kind of way. Oh, my man, you know I'm feeling some kind of way, even more for just seeing a pheasant out there. You said peasant. I love a pheasant in my back garden. I would obviously fucking hate a peasant. Gross. Um, but I trust you're well, and has you feeling some kind of way. My question is fitness-related one. Um, have you recently tested your one rep max? I'm interested in knowing what type of tin he's pushing around. Um, I haven't, because I haven't really been training all that much in a gym but I'm going to be back pushing lead you know I'm going to be like a bureaucrat I'm going to be pushing so much lead mm. it's going to be it's going to be impressive so I don't have any at the minute but I will have someone red maxes soon and you know I'm a powerful guy I'll just put it like that I'm a strong guy you know I'm a strong bear and I'm really looking forward to getting back into it because I like to. I want to see my daddy's bounce. I don't want to see them jiggle. You know, I don't want to see them just shake when I move. I want them to bounce up and down like a pit bull tracks on in the background when I make them. You know, I want to see it like you know Phil and Grant are just in the Kremlin breaking some shapes. That's what I want to see. But come back to me with that, uh, John Joe, and I'll have some more. Um, I'll have some more facts for you, uh, Leanne. I said, what's the weirdest thing you were ever told as a child? I was out in my granny's garden and my brother randomly told me that if I held my breath while pulling nettles out, it wouldn't sting. Eyes <laughs> full of shit. You know what? Leanne, your brother's produced a mug off there for you and I think you effectively found out that the hard way. Um, but the weirdest thing that I was ever told, well, the thing that sticks out for me that was what I was told was potentially one of the best acts of dark arts I've ever come across in my life and that was from my parents they told me that when I lied my forehead went bright red so naturally I uh, would have gone to them and if I was telling them a lie and my forehead went red I'd look at alternative ways to 
potentially cover the fact that I was a deceiver. So what I would have done as a child would have gone to my parents and told them something with my hand fully over my forehead. So anytime I went to talk to them with my hand over my forehead, they just obviously, as adults, knew I'm talking shit and called me on it. And there's me thinking that my parents were some kind of like Darren Brown type David Mead mind freak weird guys, you know, could just predict exactly the truth and the lies. But it turns out that I was just a little thick retard child, you know, so... And they, they got one up on me in that, but that was definitely um, a weird thing told me and also 100% something that I'm going to bring into my parenting. So thanks for the question, Leanne, and hopefully you've got your brother back in the long grass. Um, Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you're well. Here's this week's weird story. Once again, he's a weird, he's not he's not the host of the weird podcast. He's the on the field correspondent, Chris Barr. It's dead in here. Restaurant owner in India places tables around coffins, have an opening business on site of Old Cemetery. You know what I like? This Indian guy has just seen an opportunity. He's seen some real estate. Maybe he's just not got his foot in the ladder yet. And he's like, look, I'm looking some premises for a restaurant. And the guy's like, uh, you know, there may be a few coffins and dead bodies there. Does that still interest you, Sanjeev? And he's like, oh, I don't care. Make it work like. You know what I mean? And that's what I like about him. It's a good, there's moxie there. You know, he's good out there. He's opened this restaurant. And, you know, as the story says, some restaurants are plain dead. But one Indian restaurant owner claims that business has flourished since opening eatery at the site of an old cemetery. Rather than ripping out the graves to make way for his restaurant, owner Krishnan Kuti, that sounds like a character I'd make up to be fair, even chose to preserve the coffins and place tables around them in an ironically named New Lucky Restaurant. The coffins are remnants of a Muslim cemetery and the cafe has now become a popular hangout for both young and old. Ah, oh, so hipster, isn't it? Dude, um... I'm going for I'm going to three coffee in this new place and um I see that they actually serve drinks inside um of a colander. I mean how do they keep how do they keep the drink in the colander? I don't know, that's a hipster style. Oh my god, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to this coffee shop that quite quite literally I'm sitting on a corpse's body. You know, I'm like, I, I I prefer to have a brew whilst I can literally smell rotting flesh, you know. I was like, oh my god, that is so hipster. So hipster. But the guy's business is flourishing, you know, he's doing well. And he said, the graveyard brings good luck, you know, his milkshake brings all the boys to the graveyard, you know, and it works. Um, so fair play to him, and the customers are loving it. I mean, if you could make nice food, you know, you go anywhere. Like, for Nathan Consiglia sandwich, you know, I potentially, you know, I would I would eat it in Joseph Fritzl's dungeon, you know, I would. It's that good. And I've been using shallots as well, even better. But Chris's question is, what's the worst restaurant that you've ever been to? Well, I don't know the worst restaurant off the top of my head, but hey, I'm going to say number 51 Shelby's in Hollywood. Not because necessarily the food's bad in there. I don't know, I've never tried it, apart from the chips, which were too salty and too hot. But the Donover Drinks License, they, they're promoting it as a bar. I wanted to get a drink. They give me shit service. They mug me off. Fuck Shelby's in Hollywood. And thanks, Chris, for bringing that up. Putting it in my mind. And pissing me off before I'm going to try and chill out and watch Lenny Judy. You son of a bitch. 
The last question of the week is Luke Sweeney. Hey Dave Guy, spent a few days in London over the weekend and noticed that almost everyone would rather walk through me than wait behind slash walk around me. Uh, What's the deal with that? And have you ever experienced this before? Yeah man, I think, you know, here in Northern Ireland we have a way about us. You know, we are generally decent. You know, we have a degree of manners, you know. Like we are polite about certain things. Um, but there are other people out there that are just not polite. Those people who don't wait till you get off the train before they get on are in that category. And the people who recline their seats on airplanes, they are up there with people that just want to walk through you. My experience is that, is that I just I tense up the core. I, I poke my belly button, I activate my core, I tense up. And I just let people bounce off me like I'm the thing from the Fantastic Four or whatever it is. You know, and I just smash people, and I don't like it because you get it elsewhere. Like when I've been to France, people on the public transport are rude. They have no fathoming of queue systems. They have no fathoming of manners. Just all rude, and it's got the point that I feel like I could potentially lose my mind in an environment like that. Same in London Underground. It's just not good, and I think you man need to just you know adopt my attitude of just laying a smackdown on people. And you'll be fine. And you know what? That's the end of the questions. And I was going to say, you know, rate and review the podcast. But, I mean, I say it every week. So, if you haven't already, please do it. But my attention is once again wavering as the pheasant is back. And it's a majestic pheasant. You know, it's not just a, a run-of-the-mill pheasant. It's a pheasant, pheasant, pheasant that, that has got a big, fat, juicy body. It's got this wee red. There's a wee bit of red plumage there as well. It's just a beautiful bird. You know? And I'm going to go out and try to stroke it. So, guys, enjoy your week. Thanks for listening to the Weird Podcast. If you haven't already, rate and review, subscribe on SoundCloud, tell me about it. You know, put the story up in your Instagram, spread the word. The numbers are rising every week, and soon I'll have enough listeners to consolidate an army to overthrow the government. Fuck Brexit. Fuck all the local elections. Fuck Stormont. The weirdos are going to run the country. Guys, peace out. Have a good week, and I'll be back again next week.